live. Welcome to a special edition of the That One Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Eiley, a.k.a. the OJ Rachel, and I'm here with my co-hosts. <laughs> Mimi. And? And Amanda. And we are joining you on the special podcast marathon occasion to talk to you about our lovely first season of Batwoman. Um, Andy said I have to stop saying the thing about being live in our normal episodes. I'm just really, <laughs> I'm just really savoring wait, it here. Wait, 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 let, me, let, me, let, me, let me explain because I don't want people to think that I'm somehow mocking her. Like, no. No, no, no. When this I was editing the Batwoman podcast this season, I noticed it became like a recurring thing with Rachel where like every opening was like, and we're live. Welcome to the special episode of the Batman Podcast. I'm like, wait a minute, you're not live, and it's not what? What do you mean special edition? It's season one. It's a season one episode. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what, Andy? You know, maybe I should just let him let him be. But then I didn't. So it's, uh, it's fine. We're good. Yeah. We're good. You just let us do it all season long, and now call us out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've been letting you curse all season long. So you know, you know what? I feel like I should yeah, that's to be one. expected. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Let's all be, be nice on the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Batwoman. Yes. Or, quote, um, Batwoman. It's um, certainly been an eventful season. Um, that's for sure. And we were potentially thinking about doing something for, like, you know, what to expect next season. But, you know, then we found out that we have absolutely no idea what's going to happen next season. <laughs> so, we're here to review our favorite moments from season one instead. Um, I was like, our last, yeah, our last special treatment episode was after they found out, um, after we found out that they were recasting Kate Kane. Um, huh. and that since then we found, <laughs> there was a, a wonderful <laughs> article um, <laughs> stating that they were killing off Kate Kane. <laughs> I thought that was fake. But, and I was just like, okay, I don't believe this, but if, if, if it's true, I, I quit. <laughs> like, she she was is... really upset, y'all. She texted me, like, Andy, I'm sorry, but if this happens, I am out. I'm like... I'm, dra- I'm drawing the line. <laughs> I mean, I would I would be done with the show, too, because, you know, don't you go killing off our gays. I'm like, uh, we, we finally got you know, the gay title queer character female, and you're gonna fridge her? <laughs> um, by an openly gay showrunner, that, that is. That is, like, where I'm like, wait a minute. That yeah. would have been so confusing, but thankfully, Caroline Dries came out with. Uh, <laughs> let's Her call it. A, let's let's call let's call it a statement, even though I think it's the biggest joke ever. Uh, so <laughs> funny. She's like, "Well, I know what theory your gaze is." <laughs> well, yeah, but here's what she said: As a lesbian who's been working as a writer for the past fifteen years, I'm well aware of the barrier gaze trope, and I have no interest in participating in it. The, that's why it's important to me as a showrunner. To clarify any misinformation out there about KK and recasting Batwoman, like you, I love KK. I cannot say that with a full, because she doesn't love KK. I love KK. She's the reason I wanted to be. I wanted to do the show. We will never erase her. Well, you are. In fact, her disappearance will be one of the mysteries of season two. I don't want to give away any su- our surprises, but to all our devoted fans, please please know that the LGBTQ plus. Uh, just says is at the very core of what bad woman is, and we have no intention of abandoning that. Uh... Yeah, um, I was. <laughs> this is such a joke. I'm sorry. I, th- I think the article would have been super hilarious if they made it like super clear that it was satire, because like comparing <laughs> that to the other crazy stuff they were coming up with, I think that would have been really freaking hilarious. But they were not clear. <laughs> it was just kind of. Uh... At this point, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so upset. That, uh, that Batwoman. Was, I'm so upset that this is what what's happening. Like, ba- Batwoman is Kate Kane. She's not like Ryan Wilder, whatever, whoever this girl is. Uh, like, how are you gonna co- How are you? Gonna, how are the three of you gonna survive covering this show next season? I don't know, Andy. That's I a really, really good question. <laughs> Tequila. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I will allow it. Uh, Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. In, in, in thank every you. episode, you can create a new bat drink. Um, you know, the, the the spicy bat, the the aggressive bat. Uh, That's what they had at uh, DCC last year. They had the bat themed <laughs> drinks. Wait, they yeah, did? Um, a Comic Con? You no, know, it'll be something. We'll uh, see how it goes as it goes. I don't know. Maybe they will surprise us and do something great. I don't have a whole lot of confidence that that's going to happen. But maybe. So, 
Yeah, I feel like the only confidence I have thus far is that some of the other actors and actresses seem confident, but I don't know if that's just them being hopeful too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, it could be gr- it could be great. It could work out. Like they could get someone amazing. Like let's say we get Meryl Streep and she plays <laughs> and like, because I really want this new woman to be who's playing Batwoman to be a DC character. So like um Mimi, do you remember Holly Robinson? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, she would make a great bad woman, I think. Like, give her a bigger role in the Bat Family, and she she is also an LGBT character. Um, that's although even though I don't support, I don't support the idea that you know, oh, as long as you're gay, anyone can be bad woman. Um, <laughs> you know, and talk it about now we, we now we will actually not get. <laughs> we're not getting a Jewish. We're not getting a Jewish bad woman anymore. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, Shaw, you mean like had one before? I mean, listen, <laughs> they were hits. They were hits. Um, uh, but still, we can tangent about that forever. We have themes to go upon, and I vote we yeah. stick to it. Yes. Yes. Um, it's just so much fun covering this show so far. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Constantly entertained with uh, stuff going on. But yes. Um, so there were some good moments in season one that we liked. So we can talk about those. Um, we can start off with our best Kate scene. So we talked a lot of Rose's acting throughout the season. And I think we all felt like she definitely improved. Um, she wasn't all that great in the beginning, but I think she definitely got there. And I thought that was really shown in the scene in 117, um, A Narrow Escape when she admitting to Luke that um, she killed August, the guy that was holding Beth captive for all that time. Because I felt like it was a really, like, real emotional raw moment. And I just really, like, I think it was a big step up for her compared to what we were getting at the beginning of the season. So I really, I thought that was, like, a really good one for her. I have one. It was one of her, like, better acting, too. It just, like, felt really good. Sorry, go yeah. on, Andy. Go ahead. My favorite K moment um, is in the finale uh, when she and Mary finally, because they've been—I mean, they had a kind of rocky relationship uh, when she came came back to the Gotham City. Uh, but I think the moment when they're sitting in the couch, Kate is—you know—like she is, you know, drinking a cup of tea, just you know, with a blanket and just kind of like being open. And she finally, like, she and Mary finally. Finally, bond. Yeah, it's now completely pointless. Uh, but uh, but they finally like, they finally become the sisters that they were always meant to be. And I think that's like you know like because yeah I mean yes there's you can pick there's so many moments at, with Kate as Bath Woman but I think that's my favorite Kate moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then then the following week happened so whatever. <laughs> yeah, I um I agree. I was. I was uh, considering that as one of my favorite scenes as well. It's just, you know, super unfortunate that now it doesn't mean anything. So, <laughs> please join us. Please join the support group for, you know, uh, for us to be with Kate Kane. We're going to need a lot of support, let's be honest. Uh, okay. Amanda, what's okay. your favorite? <laughs> uh, that's actually written on my list too I agree that I like how uh, open she and Mary finally were with each other at the end and it was nice to see her being vulnerable about her father as well so I think that was one of her better moments this season yeah I know I think she really uh, kicked it at her, or hit it out of the park on that one it was at least you know a good one to leave off with Andy stole all of our favorite moments <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm no, so I have my favorite separate. Oh, you were just considering that one. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was, it was definitely high up on my list. But honestly, the as messed up as it was, but it was in, I think it was episode three or four, but the road trip scene, when it was clearly not a good move on Kate by any means to be like, yeah, we're going to go on a road trip. Just It was a mess, but I loved it. Like It wasn't her best scene, it was, but it was one of the beginning ones of like, oh, this, it was this super is cute. getting no, good. Like It felt, yeah. I think it it kind of, like, um, played to the more, like, kitschy nature of it that I kind of wish that they'd gone in that direction. Like, I feel like that was um, 
you're kind of having it up a little bit. And, you know, they, we saw that in different scenes throughout the season, but it wasn't like a consistent thing. Um, I kind of wish they had gone more in that direction. But here we are. <laughs> um, so then after that, we can talk about um, my best Atlas scene. I, I thought... I thought a lot about this one. It was like the last one that I actually came up with an answer to because I love so many of her moments. Yeah, um, this is a hard one. <laughs> I think my favorite though, it ended up being, I was like trying hard to think of something other than this because it just felt obvious. But like, I just really loved the season, the um, the scene in the finale where she's visiting the professor and talking about rocks because <laughs> it was just like so in character and hilarious. And I just like, this, that was like everything that I want the show to be, basically. Rachel Rachel Scarston just being absolutely ridiculous like there and just being so incredibly entertaining. I mean, she she's had, she had so many, so many great moments throughout the show. Of course, she was a brilliant actress and she had a lot of emotional moments. It was very good, but I feel like her acting was just like absolutely top in that scene. So that's what I said. Yeah, that scene was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, she was good. Uh, I think sorry. Uh, I think my favorite for her was that therapy scene in Arkham, that like group therapy one where she was realizing she's crazy, but she's not like the rest <laughs> of Arkham crazy. Cause just yeah. the facial expressions were just so good. It's like it's so hard to pick like the best Alice scene because it just it's Rachel and we literally have fangirled about Rachel the entire time. So <laughs> both you and Scarson. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah, I, Thank you. I wanted to pick a more comedic scene, but I ended up going with the one from Take Your Choice where Kate chooses Beth over her. I feel like that was like the Aww, real beginning yeah. of the in their relationship. And I don't know, I kind of like her more vulnerable scenes because it's just we're so used to seeing her being Rachel and like having so much fun with it that it's so interesting to see her like actually break down and have feelings that she keeps denying having. Yeah, no, I, I kind of forgot about that scene, but it was, yeah, no, that was, like, absolutely heartbreaking. And it, def it definitely shows her range, like, you know, before being comedic and also, you know, having, like, super emotional stuff going on. Um, she really killed it. Yeah. Well, she kills every scene. Really she does. One. I, I, I don't think there are any that I'd be like, she was bad in this scene. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Put her in the bat suit. Season two. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, okay. Mimi, did you have anything? Or did you talk already? I uh, no, honestly, just the, that one, that one scene. Uh, I, I know I literally just said it and my brain's like, you just tied your hair back and now I forgot what you said. But I said it. <laughs> thing. Okay, we can go with that. Um, so this is, I was thinking about different categories we should go with. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to have um, a best Beth scene because there is, you know, a fairly good, demarcation between Alice and Beth um, and I thought it'd be kind of interesting to kind of focus on that and that's uh, I ended up choosing the scene is where she <laughs> she, she takes the um, the oxygen the oxygen tank of August's mother and turns it into a flamethrower and I just I just so appreciated that scene it was great and I'm just like this is definitely like this is definitely where she lost it and this she became Alice after this moment um that was, yes, when um, August's mother was the queen of hearts, quote-unquote. Um, it was episode 115, Off With Her Head. I just, I, yeah, I, I really liked that. I thought it was um, great work by the young actress all throughout that episode. And, uh, yeah, I think it was very creative. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's one of the best moments, because up until then, it's just so, you know, she's so timid and listening to whatever August tells her, and you kind of want her to lash out, and that's like, finally, you get the satisfaction of it happening. Yes, and it's just like, it's so satisfac satisfying after, like, that whole episode just made me so mad. <laughs> yeah. Not to go on a rant about child abuse, because I'm known to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, one that'll raise your blood pressure for sure. Uh, Mimi, how do you feel? Uh, not going with younger Alice, I'm going with the crisis Beth scene when oh, she was trying to pretend good. to be Alice because that scene was just so funny and in a good dramatic like, oh, this is so tense, but also just like, well, not going well. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that scene. It was so funny. I was like, this is a terrible idea, <laughs> but it's going to be hilarious. And it, 
Rachel Carson's acting, you know. <laughs> she kicked it, really kicked it out of the park. That's not the saying, but I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> I'm a soccer person, not a baseball person. We'll make it the saying. <laughs> That's our saying, though. That's good. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, our best villain of the week, obviously, you have Alice as our season-long villain. Um, you know, that's, you know, nobody can compare to her. But we got a lot of different villain of the weeks along the way. Um, and I thought one of the best one was Duella Dent from 114, uh, grinning from ear to ear. I think that was the first, um, they diverse like the lightheartedness so much at that point, but I think that was the first episode where they kind of did the lightheartedness in a, um, a comic way, like from the comics itself. Um, and it felt very comic booky, especially the part where she was like hanging over a vat of acid. And I was just like, this is, this is great. I love this. <laughs> Um, so I kind of I appreciated that they uh, they did that and that was also kind of an homage to the Joker because of course we find out later that you know Joker's not here so we're obviously not getting him at any point um, which I honestly feel I think that was a good choice for them because if Joker came on I feel like it was just going to be overshadowed by like Bruce and stuff especially now that we're getting Bruce so like I think I think that was well Bruce quote unquote excuse me (laughs) potentially quote unquote (laughs) um yeah, no, I, th- I think that was a good choice for them. Um, what do you guys feel about Villain of the Week? Um, I feel like Magpie was the most memorable for me. Maybe that's just because she's popped up more than once now. But I feel like other than Alice, she's one of the more fun villains that actually stuck with me. Because I feel like a lot of the other ones, like I actually have trouble remembering unless somebody brings it up and then I'm like, oh yeah, that person. Yeah... Well, yeah. was kind of the one that really came to mind for me. Yeah, once you brought her up, I was like, oh, yeah, her. Like, I'm a, I'm a tie between her, Magpie, and despite it not being that memorable memorable of an episode, I really loved the Drink Me vampire-themed one, yes. just because the entire episode I was calling her Vicky Donovan instead of, like, what she actually is even called in the episode. But I just loved how ridiculous Nocturna was. Because she it was, was just campy and I needed it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going through um, the episode reviews last night looking for uh, things and I passed that one and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that, but that was cool. Yeah, there's <laughs> so very... many that I forgot about. Yeah. That's what happens when you do Villain of the Week. <laughs> with Rachel yeah. Scarston as like the major villain, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the Will Smith meme with him. We have Rachel Scarston right here. <laughs> there. Yes. That's true. Okay. Um and this okay, this one was a hard one. Um I was saying for a best episode, it was like I was just, you know, I was calling the episodes and I was like like I I thought a lot of them towards the end were getting good and I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know what I should pick. Um, but I ended up picking uh, 114, critting from ear to ear, uh, the Duella Dent episode, just for a lot of the reasons I said about um, her being the best fall of the week. I just, I thought it had a lot of fun comic bookiness to it. And I liked Sophie working with Kate. They had some real um, good dynamics going on there that I really appreciated. Um, and I thought just overall it was fun. And I was like... I would really love for the season to, or the show to go more into that direction specifically. So I'm kind of going to, you know, say that as a, my selling point from here. What do you guys think? Um, and, um, when you yeah, lost so- eyes, yes, <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Sorry, did somebody uh, say I'm trying to remember the name of the episode, but please go on, Amanda. I mean, uh, yeah, so mine was um, a secret kept from all the rest, mm. and I just I feel like building into the finale, it started getting a lot more intense. And as we've said, like the show had a lot of trouble finding its footing, and I think those last few episodes there, it was really hard to choose between them. But I think that's when it really started to take off for me anyway, where I was not just tuning in to watch it because I have to review it, but also because I was like, oh my god, I want to know what happens next week. Yeah, um, no, that was a really good episode. I loved with all this stuff going back and forth about the journal and um, their yeah. little, uh, their little hideout. Like gave everybody a little bit of screen time, too, which is nice to see because sometimes the B-plot yeah. is just not good enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
obviously the season finale that wasn't actually supposed to be the finale didn't feature Alice in any like real meaningful way, which is kind of uh, meh. But other than that, I thought it was good. <laughs> um, Mimi, do you have maybe a few episodes you want to plug? Like, I think my favorite towards it was also towards the late, later half. Uh, episode 16 through the looking glass and like episode 18 episode 16 being I loved their PTSD take like it was I thought that was a really good episode just visually just the whole vibe of it and then like episode 18 was just so pleasing because of all the screen time and it was like the right amount of cheesy and weird <laughs> yeah no that's valid um I did, I liked 116 uh, through the looking glass a lot with Alice, um, or excuse me, with Kate dealing with, you know, everything that's happened from just past episode and their description um, of PTSD was definitely one of the better ones that I've seen in these, um, you know, in popular TV shows right now. So I think that was well done. Okay. Next. All right. So a few, a few more before we go into the, um, the other more exact ones that are not really based about an episode. Um, so I just, I wanted uh, to put in the biggest oh shit moment because I think they had a couple of them. But uh, for me, the big one definitely was uh, 115 where she, with Kate, um, kind of kills August. Because <laughs> that was just like such a big, like, oh. <laughs> it was just like, yo, we just, we just hit like an entirely new level of things, especially with, you know, how meaningful, you know, the no killing thing is with Batman. Um, and then leading to like, the reasons why he actually left. So I thought uh, I thought it was a very good move. It was it definitely brought things to a head for Kate, and you know, kind of made all of this real and be like, you know, there are consequences to what you're doing. So I I enjoyed that. Yeah, I agree, and it had a very good contrast to Batman, who I feel like, at least in this universe, they're always like he never kills anyone. So yeah, <laughs> kind of set apart a bit from that. So I have two biggest oh shit moments. Um, Obviously the first one I would say would be the finale with Bruce Wayne, which I hope is still relevant. (laughs) Let's hope. (laughs) Let's hope. It was a great oh shit moment, but uh, finding out that Tommy Elliott would be disguised as him is a really great way to go into season two, even if it's not what they intended. It would have been a great setup. That's just right. I hope they still do, but I don't know. I mean, might be a time jump. Um, and I mean, who other, knows at this point? Does anybody know what the name of the episode when they break into Arkham is? No, but um, that one's my favorite, too. Yeah, because I honestly, I should have been expecting it, but I wasn't expecting her to betray Alice for whatever reason. Wanted to have faith in Kate. Same. <laughs> That's just like, oh my god. <sighs> I t- I'm trying to like read the recaps here. Like I, lo- I know what episode you're talking about, and I feel like anyone that's tuning in totally does too, because that was such a good episode. Yeah, I'm, and I like it's the episodes just- pulled up, and it's like you would think they would say broke into Arkham in the synopsis, but I guess not. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I mean, at the end of 117 is when Alice and Mouse decide to take over Arkham. Um, so it's I feel like they probably had been broken in the episode before that because they have. Yeah. I remember the start of that episode where she was all, um, you know, very unhappy with um, yeah. everything that was going. On. I think it was like one sixteen then. Yeah. 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 No, that was a really good episode. Um, I really did really enjoy that. That was, you know, also very um, comic booky. I guess it's a good word for it. Yeah, the fight scenes. Yeah, oh. oh. that's why. Like, I was. I wanted to put, like, best fight scene, but I thought, like, it would be really hard because, like, people wouldn't necessarily remember, like, the exact fight scenes that are going on, different things. But, I mean, big, big shout out to their fight choreography. I've been I've been saying that all season, but um, that is one area they have really nailed. And that's made me happy because, you know, they're trying to show that she's, like, this very, you know, skilled person and just, like, making it very real. And they've done that on a better way than I think some of the other shows have, so... I, I appreciated that. Uh, Leslie said it's the Through the Looking Glass episode. Thank you, Leslie. Yay. Correct. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. Uh, um, I think 
mine has to be the Arkham oh shit moment, just because that was really good. But also that one of I'm blanking on the episode scene in particular, but like when Jacob had told Kate how it's like I'm trying to just save my one daughter, like the all I have left. There's very few moments I even cared for Jacob, but it was one of those like you're just having a good moment with like Kate and Mary separately, but like how it's like you're my daughters and like Alice was around and it's just like oh that hurt. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what that was. Well, that was that was. There um, should be a problematic moment, Rachel Joy, but then that's all you'll hear me talking about. So, <laughs> how are we going to choose a problematic moment? <laughs> the gas chamber. Just or listen to the rest of the season. I talk about them. <laughs> like the entire. I, like I need so to far. go back and do that. <laughs> or it's just, just a lot of um, lots of issues. Okay. Presenting. <laughs> you know um it'll be i mean i think i said this in the last episode like not to compare that to legends of tomorrow because i actually really like season one of legends of tomorrow (laughs) but i hope in that sense at least they will get their footing the same way that legends did in season two um and just kind of they got a much more even pace like I, i appreciate season one of legends tomorrow for what it is um it's not the same pace but it was at least consistent in that I think season two was a better pace and that's why things um, really took off for them. Um, so when I hope that this one goes into a more consistent pace that we've kind of seen bits and pieces of here. Yeah, that would be nice to see. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. Fingers um, crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, do we have any other oh shit moments? Are we good with that? I think, I think we're good. 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 Okay. Um, and I, I was slightly tempted just to make this category just for this this, this moment. Um, but the best Kane family moment I really, really loved is um, we've been like talking about the same episodes, but they're the ones that are doing the best. Um, uh, but the one where they're burying the body. <laughs> Kate and Alice are just like chilling there. Jacob's just burying the body. Um, that's 116 through the looking glass. That I was just like, there's just, there's so much to unpack here. <laughs> Such a good thing. Gone on so many different moments. Alice is like happy. <laughs> Alice is like, yes, at least. You know, I'm not only the only one that is screwed up here. <laughs> That's more for uh, oh, you know, we are the same, which you know, every villain says to every hero ever. But you know. Yeah, so at least they got it. It was that was good. I mean, not to laugh at serious scenes, but that that was pretty funny. <laughs> no, I feel like that was kind of supposed to be a little bit funny. <laughs> It was, it, was, it was good. Yeah, definitely agree. That's a great scene. <laughs> um, so I know I, I know we weren't great. Well, sorry, do you want to go? No, I was asking if anybody else had any scenes like that. I feel like. Yeah. Um, it's sad, but now I'm thinking of it. But like the Mary and her mom scene. Aww. Technically speaking, they're canes. And like that scene was just like really emotional for a character I didn't care about. But now I'm thinking of that scene. Yeah. But like the um, body scene's still one of my favorites, but I'm thinking of the emotional side. That yeah, was no, Yeah, that was a really well done scene, especially because yeah, I know Catherine's been a very cold character up until this point. We don't really have much that we can empathize for her to go on because she's just been, you know, this person who's mean to Mary and yada yada yada. We don't have like anything to empathize with her, but you know, there's this very emotional moment where she's literally dying and she's like, you know, you're the most important thing. Um, and it was just like, you know, you're kind of living, we're in the watching and like, I wish she would have expressed that through the way she lived her life. So Mary really knew that. And it's a shame that, you know, she only said it in her last moments. Yeah. So I think that was a really well done scene though. Very good. Um, so I know, I know we discussed um, maybe some different Jacob scenes that, um, mostly didn't want to make her claw claw her faces off. Um, (laughs) There had to have been a few out there. Um, I liked flashback Jacob more than like regular present day Jacob. Like flashback Jacob, I'm like, aw, look at you trying to be a good dad that's mourning how messed up your life is and helping your daughter. And then in present day Jacob, I'm like, stop it. Go away. No, please just just go. Yeah, no, I you're um you're correct. I really did like flashback Jacob. 
And it was just, flashbacks were so hard to watch, too, because, like, they were so close. And, like, obviously they did that on purpose, but, like, it's just, like, it was just so emotional knowing you're, like, this child is going through so much trauma. And, like, they were so close to saving her, and it's just, like, ugh. Can't deal. One of those yell at the TV moments. Yes. Oh, uh, so yeah. much yelling. Rachel in the chat says, I also loved Mary defending Batwoman to Jacob, which, yes, I, I loved that moment, but definitely not for Jacob, because I want to hit him. <laughs> yeah. That's like a top ten Mary moment. Yeah. yeah Mary moments. Oh, I did, did I not do a Mary moment? Okay, crap. We need to have a Mary moment. <laughs> okay. Um, let me see. I don't know. Ooh. Mary had so Goodness. Um, I'm thinking of the the nightclub scene personally right now, like the nightclub scene and like the ele- the first scene we got to see Mary be like the badass doctor is the elevator scene. Like those are my top two. Yes, those were very good choices. Yeah, the nightclub um, I feel like is the first time we actually get to see her take like an active role on Team yeah. Batwoman instead of just being in the background. And it was, it was super satisfying to see because, like, up to this point, you know, she's been, you know, wanting to do this, wanting to be on the team, but she's been, like, so limited and shut out. So getting to see her, like, be happy and doing that was, like, super satisfying. I loved it. Yeah. And um, also it's kind of like a in-your-face moment to Kate for yeah. telling her she couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. It was super, super satisfying. Yes. <laughs> um, I did also, I think we talked about uh, the scene at the end of episode 20 between her and Kate. Um, I did very much like that as a, from a Mary aspect as well. Um, I think, you know, Mary has been hitting them out of the park all season and her writing has been consistently great as well. So it's been just, you know, there are a lot of people who I'd say writing has been super consistent and that's, you know, kind of limited their character for me. But Mary was one of the ones where um, her writing was very consistent and like, I guess just they knew what they were doing with her character and they knew what they were going for and they stuck with it and it really, really worked. Yeah, so she's her writing had been consistent across the thing, and her acting was consistently phenomenal. And I think that just really, you know, elevated her character in this uh, this season. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I just kind of <laughs> the next one I was going to go into was season MVP, which I was going to choose Mary for. <laughs> like, <laughs> just all the Mary love right now. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing that I just went on about how you know her writing was consistent and she's good. No, um, I think I think she was very well done, especially this season as one of the original characters. Um, the Arrowverse can be very, very good with their fictional characters, and they have had very, very good fictional characters. <laughs> Sarah Lance. Um, <laughs> some are of them, or maybe they're a little bit inspired by the comics, but not all that much have not been great. And it was kind of unclear where they were taking inspiration from Mary from, because we thought that they were doing it a little from Bette and Elizabeth Kane, kind of, but it was, like, not quite sure how much that was going to do it. And, like, I guess they just, they found their really good, like, niche for Mary, and they, they stayed there. And it, I think it helped the show a lot throughout a rocky season. What about you guys? Do you have a, a season MVP? Um... I feel like maybe. I feel like Team Batwoman cannot function without Luke. Yes, Luke was. Um, Luke's very good. <laughs> Luke comes in clutch most of the time for them. So yeah. Uh, yes. Um, and I hope they will give Luke, uh, Luke's character, more to do um, next season because he's definitely more than like a glorified Curtis, which I feel like they've kind of been trading him. Um, yeah. Well. I guess the show the show has been giving him like quality stuff, but like the rest of the team has only been treating him as like a very, you know, like limited role. And I hope that changes because they see, you know, that he is worthy and done a lot of good stuff for them. He's definitely underappreciated. Yeah, I feel like Kate acknowledging how important he is would have been a great way to segue into that, but Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> women are gonna work yeah. together. I guess just Luke's gonna find them and be like, okay, I guess I'm working for this person now. Oh, if only. <laughs> I mean, the, there will never be, there will never be and as good as like a sidekick scene as season one of Arrow when um, Dig and Felicity are just like, okay, I guess we're gonna work with this guy and help murder people now. <laughs> we're all just on board with this. This is a great plan. <laughs> Looking back, we're like, oh yeah, we should have done that. At the time, they were they were they were interested. <laughs> um, He's at least made some better choices than that. 
very low bar, but thank God. Um, Trying to think, like, Curtis was like a true MVP. We know how we all feel about Mary. Uh, I'm kind of thinking with like Sophie, because Sophie grew a lot throughout the season and she frustrated me a lot, but it was never, it was her, but also like the writing they gave her. Yeah. But by the end, when she's like getting to be happy with Julia made me really happy because you got to see Sophie grow more instead of having all the internal turmoil that she was going through and then an awkward love triangle, not love triangle, like the stupid, hey, you're a romantic lead. We're going to give you all of these types of plot points. But it's like, I'm proud of her. She grew and she like called out Jacob on his BS. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel I feel like Sophie, 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 Sophie better, yes. <laughs> Sophie better, definitely got better through the season. And as they kind of expanded her character for more than just like the, you know, the love interest who has a partner already, um, love triangle thing. And I do, I mean, I don't know if we know if, they're co- her Julia's coming back next season, but um, well, I guess Kate Kane's not there, then it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, I hope they do. I want to see how things just get fleshed out. Like, I don't want us to get like, like a really weird, soft reboot of like, surprise, the last season didn't exist. Bye. Like, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah no, I, I really do not want that for sure. I mean, I feel like Sophie, they could at least keep for her place on the crows right now because I mean, yeah. we'll still be around regardless. Yeah, I think that would be a good move. Um, and they could definitely make a few funnies about how she still never knew who Batwoman was, so she'll probably think she's still into Batwoman. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> right? Yes. Totally been this all along. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I think um, I think they'll, they'll work for them if they try to you know keep going after Sophia as the main villain. I think that would be a, like a good segue for them to the new characters. It's not like everything is totally new. We're just kind of like, you know, getting a new face on things. So Yeah. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see what uh, what they do. This whole entire podcast, I've been like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And, and <laughs> every time. <laughs> every single time. We get for doing okay. that. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going um, to try to have some faith in them. Maybe. We'll see. Some of the actors are good. I'll have faith in them. <laughs> Okay. Um, we go on from there. This is okay. This is, you know, always a slightly controversial uh, topic, but uh, best ship. I know there was a lot of back and forth between Kate and Sophie and whether that's like a good thing to ship or whether it's not because she kind of has a husband. I don't know how one kind of has a husband, but she did. Um, but um, I really appreciated. Mary and Luke for the best ship of this season, I think. Um, they did not get, like, all of that much stuff and stuff together, but I think the, what they had, they worked really well and they made it to a really, like, cute little thing that was, like, a good distraction from all the, like, main angst and stuff, because I feel like the Sophie and Kate stuff and other ones were, like, so founded in, like, the angst and the pain that was going on. It was just like, you know what, I just don't want to, like, not have to deal with that and just, you know, like, have fun with the ship. Um, so I appreciate that and hopefully they will get better, um, more writing next season for sure. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, I was a bit invested in the Kate and Sophie ships, but I feel like Mary and Luke is definitely like the Batwoman ship for me anyway. Yeah. Okay. I I did my ships in a slight ranking. Uh, go for it. Go for it. Love it. Kate and Reagan, because it was introduced Sort not first per se because we knew it was Sophie and Kate, but like I really liked the potential of Kate and Reagan and like how they did that more stuff with them towards the end. I'd like to see Reagan brought back in because I thought she was really fun, uh, but I don't see that as a long term thing because it's they have the vibe of like Sophie and Kate being a thing until whenever that gets sorted out. I'm thoroughly going to enjoy Sophie and Julia now that they like went with the fact that they're a thing versus like oh maybe we don't know that they were doing for a couple episodes. Followed by the true MVPs that are Mary and Luke, because that's like the nice surprise from all of the drama, and they're just so precious. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, they're definitely like two like softer characters, and like they're just you know more fun. They were nice, nice break from everything else. Um, yeah, I was. I think someone in the chat commented earlier about um, it'll be interesting to see the two of them trying to run the operation without Kate. And that just feels uh, very much for me, I feel like that's what a lot of 
shows end up doing like between seasons. Um, I think particularly it would come into my mind would be um, season three into season four of Arrow, where, you know, they basically, they were taking Oliver and um, Felicity out of it mostly. And like, <laughs> this is a somewhat different situation, obviously, because they do have like other vigilantes that are going out and running it, but they were like, you know, they're doing the whole thing. And I mean, that's no, a lot of shows have done that. A lot of shows do that. They did the same thing when Barry went to the speed force and they did the same, the same thing in like season one of Smallville. Um, so I don't know, I guess we'll see what they're doing. Maybe they'd be running like a hacking thing, something vigilante. I don't know. Hopefully they'll be doing something. Rachel joy put in a photo saying it doesn't have to be Kate and Sophie with like Julia's hand. And falling away it can also be Sophie, Kate, and Julia because Kate has two hands. And I'm just like, ah, oh, you're right, though. <laughs> That's, That's fantastic. fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we've, we've, we've enough uh, left controversy in the show. Let's go for polyamory, too. Why not? <laughs> I would support Like, that. honestly, it'd just be like, well, at least they improved in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Out of all the weird decisions they've made, I'm not totally against this one. So, sure. I'd just be like, all right, at least you went forward and okay <laughs> i would not want to be risk. would not want to be around for sophie's next conversation with her mother just saying oh, no. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man that would have been hard <laughs> like yeah. so i figured out that i'm not just into ladies i'm also into multiple ladies mom <laughs> <laughs> would be like i got uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say Sophie's poor mother because that's not a thing. That's not how yeah, I feel towards her. We don't feel bad for her. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. We really don't. She's going to... I mean, she would be very sad. Okay. Um, after Best Ship, we have... I'm just going to have a category as Most Improved. And I was thinking through this when I was thinking kind of both actors and characters. And, I mean, I know she's obviously our lead, but, like, I think the most improved actor and character-wise was Kate slash Ruby. As we've said, you know, she has done a lot from the beginning of the season where she was a lot more wooden and just, like, not really um, having that much acting experience. But she's really, like, you know, um, improved over the episodes and, you know, kind of been able to... Um, she would be like a very main participant in the better episodes and being very um, episodes um, and just, you know, pulling her weight. Um, and I think the same can be said for Kate. She was obviously a shutout when she first started and she's like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want to do this with all you people. I'm going to do the Holiver Queen thing and do it alone. Yada, 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 you know? Um, but she, you know, she learned to let people in and I feel like that's so shown throughout um, the season. Um, and yes, of course, we should be plugging um, to make sure that you all donate to Feeding America. Obviously, this is a charity podcast marathon that, you know, um, there are a lot of difficult things going in the world right now. Um, I know some of you follow my personal Twitter, but um, we lost my dad to COVID at the end of April. And there's just a lot of things that need help right now. And I just really want to make a difference and that there's something, you know, that I can do at this point to help other people. So you could donate to Feeding America and that would really help a lot of people who are dealing with joblessness and hunger and homelessness and all these like terrible societal ills that are largely increasing due to the fallout um, from COVID. So. Now that I just went on that rant, do you guys want to say um, about most improved? Very well said, Rachel. Yeah, um, go donate. Um, donate. Do the do the niceness. Uh, hug <laughs> hug your people that matter. Um, words. I think most improved. I'm gonna have to also agree with you on the Kate Bandcamp, just because like we watched Ruby improve a lot, and I guess we'll see what happens with whatever else happens with Kate. But it was satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree with Ruby on the actor end. For me, I think the most interesting growth was Sophie, though, on the character end. Not mm -hmm. that I ever really had an issue with her as a character, or, like, improved might not be the right word, but I just feel like she grew so much throughout the season. Yeah, no, I and, like, I that. appreciated her much more for it by the end, I guess. Yeah, I think she really, she really grew into her own. I feel like, you know, obviously the closeted thing, but at the beginning of the season, she was very... Um, 
you know, private and closed off. And she didn't really, you know, want these attachments, wants these things throughout, you know, just beyond just her marriage mm-hmm. and such. So, I, yeah, I know. I feel like she made a very good journey. Um, maybe not as improved, but um, she grew as a person. Which yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. And um, I think one of, one of our last categories here, we have her best guest role. So I couldn't decide on one for this. Um, so I had to get two because I was really crazy about two different guests this season. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing because the first one was the most unexpected. Because if you're going to make a list of Batwoman characters, I thought I would not like. Sophie's husband would probably be on the top. <laughs> but Tyler was just... There, there were so many ways it could have been such a boring asshole role, but he somehow managed to make it really stinking funny. And I just, I just really, really appreciated that. I thought it was just like, I wish we could get the other roles that was, you know, best written the well, um, the way that he was done. And obviously um, a lot of credit goes to the actor as well for playing him uh, to a T. And we only got to see him a little bit, but just, he just like really amused me in the scenes that we got. So I, that's, he's, he's my first pick. Um, my second pick is Parker, um, our high school slight vigilante person who I would really appreciate to see more. Um, I would have loved having her more in this past season. There, She was definitely kind of underused, but I really, really hope that she's someone that they bring in under the team and kind of you know start growing as somewhat of a character, as a hacker, as a vigilante, like whatever role they want to put her in. I think that would be a really good choice, especially because, you know, there are a lot of people, um, younger people watching the show, you know, struggling with their sexuality and stuff and kind of just having like a teenager in that role and doing that. I think, I think that would be really positive representation for a lot of people. And that would be something that they could definitely, um, and she could like, you know, identify with, uh, Ryan, I guess. (laughs) Um, I hope, I hope she, you know, she remains, you know, a part of the cast um, to some degree. And we can see some more of her because I thought she was really well written um, in a way that she was going about things. And I just, I would like to see more of her. Okay, I'm done now. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm back. And I'm sorry to do this, but we only have five minutes left now in the Bad Woman Hour. So it's, it's time to start wrapping it up. Okay, we, okay, are, we, we already are. Surprise. Excellent. I sorry, I had I'm I was feeling a little bit unwell, so I had to go and lie down for a little second. Um so yeah, I'm back now to just to no Jane. Um I see that we have made a progression. We have now raised one thousand seven hundred and seventy dollars. So guys, we're we're so close. We are so close. So go to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser. I've said that link so many times today. I'm going to hate it by the, by the end of the year. Um, but uh, ladies, let's start wrapping it up. And then we're going to move it over to the Black Knight podcast. Yes, of course. Uh, Mimi, I know you said you had to go. Do you want to tell us about your favorite guest role? Uh, yes, it's a tie between... Uh, Parker probably and uh, Julia while she did become more of a reoccurring guest role just because Parker is adorable when we first got her in her intro episode didn't really care and felt uncomfortable with a lot of what they were doing but then they like brought her back and it was much better yeah and then Julia was just like ooh sassy British lady and then they brought her back more and I'm like ooh sassy British lady's back more like cool I know you did some poor casting choices but she's great you know yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I very much. In New York, please give this woman her own stand-up show because, like, <laughs> the way thank you, thank you. The way, the way, the way that she phrases things is just so that hilarious. Yeah, no, thank I, you, Andy. I, th- I thought Julia was a really good um, choice of character to kind of bring in from the Bat world, have you know some inspiration at least from there, and she, um, I felt like she definitely helped take the show further. <laughs> Even okay. though they whitewashed her, I'm like, yeah, I do like, I do like Julia. Um, yeah, I know. Caroline, come on, next season we gotta, we gotta. A segment devoted to their most problematic moments. Yeah. We're scaring yeah. you guys from that, right? Yeah. We'll save that I, for another. Episode. I just had to explain something to one of my friends the other day that, you know, he was like, 
how is this show offensive to Jewish people? I'm like, they put Kate in a gas chamber like the third episode. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that, that, on that, that note, on that I'm note, I'm gonna go back to work. All right, <laughs> Mimi, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 And remember when uh, we were mostly concerned about uh, the color of the necklace inspiration oh, being the most God. offensive thing? Oh. Wish we could go back to those days. I really need to go back to your old podcast and like just listen to all of the problematic ranting. Oh, oh there's, there is a lot. There is a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> really need to do a binge one day. Yeah, well, luckily, you, you, you know, your show isn't, you know, the TV show you're covering isn't coming back till next year, so as lo- as well as mine, so, you know. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Review on our old episodes. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm not okay with this. 2021. That's too yeah. long. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Rachel, uh, close up, and then we're going to play some music. All right. Um, sorry, Amanda, did you want to uh, say your guest characters really fast? Your favorite. <laughs> Parker agree with all the things. Okay, perfect. Just want to make sure we got everyone on the record there. Yes, um, that is bringing us to an end of our very special section of the podcast marathon. We should be back for the rally show tonight. I know Mimi potentially had um, some work things that we weren't sure about, but I should be there. And Amanda, you'll be there, yes? Yeah, I should be. Um, I would really encourage you to turn in to the last hour. It is always very entertaining. Um, and I can say that as someone who listened for um, several years on um, your end of things for that. And then um, I've been happy, lucky and happy to participate in it for the last three years. And it's been, well, this, this being the third year, um, it's been a lot of fun. So I really hope that you go there. Please donate to Feeding America, really making a difference, all the things going on today. You know. So yeah, and um, I guess we'll uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.